What's up and what's happening, TPE fam? We're back with another episode of the Period Experience, and I'm telling you guys, this episode will not disappoint. If you're looking for administrative excellence, if you're looking for uh, a leadership that is moving towards the future with a high degree of excellence, you've come to the right episode. On this episode of the TPE, we're going to have none other than Minister uh, Brooklyn Williams, who now serves as the executive director for John. John R. Adolph Ministries and is the chief administrative officer for Antioch Missionary Baptist Church. Um, John R. Adolph is uh, who she serves as the executive director for is probably one of the greatest preaching voices and speaking voices that our country has. Um, and she plays a pivotal role. Uh, Brooklyn plays a pivotal role in uh, just the all things that are JRA, uh, all things that are um his ministry and now she placed an administrative role uh ever at our church which is a um a mainstay here in our city um i'm just excited to have someone who i know not only respect as a leader um and as an administrative giant but also someone who i think uh my family uh, can call friend definitely somebody who uh is has always supported the vision that me and my wife has had from an entrepreneurial standpoint uh someone who we've had just to have a chance to work together with in multiple capacities. Uh, this is somebody who I'm extremely just just blessed uh, to be able to have a part of the TPE. I know her time is very valuable and I definitely did not want to uh, make ill use of her time. So uh, I hope you guys can get something from this interview. I hope you guys uh, something is said for you guys to help you pivot into your next and help you pivot into the next phase and next season of your life. Uh, because I definitely know that the things that we uh, discussed uh, during this time, what is very valuable, uh, will have a lot of um, great things that can help you get to that next point in your life. So let's kick back and enjoy today's interview with Minister Brooklyn Williams. Take this mind What's up and what's happening, TPE fam? We're back with another episode, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, this is someone who uh, I've known for a better bit of uh, at least 10 years now, and she is someone who uh, I, I, I respect, uh, someone who I, I think does a great job, is a great leader uh, in what she does, and I think she has a great perspective uh, on leadership and business. Uh, she has a high level of exposure to some uh, very um, important things and I think some things that she can kind of share with us to help you know to help the rest of us uh, reach our necks and uh, she, I'm sure she's packed with nuggets and just a general uh, uh, general wisdom and so I'm talking about none other than the uh, Brooklyn Williams Brooklyn Williams thank you so much for joining uh, the TPE uh, well, we strive to just uh, help people uh, get to their next level in life. Uh, we promote progress over perfection. And I know uh, you have been uh, around this recording before when we had uh, Dr. Adolph on the show. Uh, thank you so much for coordinating that expeditiously. Y'all, anytime I ask Brooklyn for something, for the most part, it's it's handled like it's it's wild. You know, uh, she's very efficient. Um, and, I, and I think I, I try to do my best to reciprocate that. Uh, if you ask me for something, I try to do my best that, to, and that's you know, exactly all of us. Why. You know, we try to do that's our best exactly to, 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 to help each other out as best as we can, you know, best we can. But, man, no, it has been a, tr a true delight knowing you, um, getting to know you, getting to uh, just 
watch your story unfolds in so many ways, you know, I think. Uh, and so, uh, so I'll just toss the ball to you. Just kind of tell the people who are you, what do you do um, and, and how can you help help us pivot? OK, well, I'll first jump in and start by saying, Alex, thank you so much for having me. Um, I do not take this lightly to be a part of your schedule. Um, Y'all, Alex did mention that when he asked for something, I do it rather quickly. And that is because it's Alex Seal. Who wouldn't? You know, I'm just happy to know that I'm uh, able to be a part of the team. So um, I am here today. And uh, just a little bit about me. I serve as the chief of administration at the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Beaumont, Texas, for those of you who may not know. And I also serve as the executive director to none other than the John R. Adolph uh, for John R. Adolph Ministries. And so um, those are the two main uh, things that take up majority of my time. However, we all know that uh, no one has just one real job, right? No one has just two real jobs. So um, I'll start there and perhaps maybe as the call goes on, (laughs) as the call goes on, we'll dig in deeper um, down those other routes and different things that I have going on. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So, I, you know, I guess the first thing that I would like to know, uh, and this may be more personal, uh, people might know the answer to this question, but this is just maybe for me. I remember uh, back in the day at church, we had the uh, announcements and there was a young lady by the name of, I think her name was Erica English. She did the announcements yeah. and then I think oh. she was moving away and they opened up the position for a young lady uh, to come do the announcements. I think, I don't know if we knew who you were before then or I, I don't really remember, but I, I, I remember you started yeah. doing the announcements <laughs> and then fast forward a bunch. Now you kind of run the show. So like what <laughs> How did that transpire? Transpire exactly? You know, how would you? How did you feel like you got uh, into that position, Alex? um, That alone is a blur. And honestly, I've never. Once I started, I've never looked back because you really have to ask yourself, how in the world did that happen? Um, Ironically, at the time, which is where you and I really became really close, it was from God's choice in the Bible study. And so remember, we had kicked that up and we were preparing for our first ever Bible study meeting with God's Chosen. And it was on the lineup for me to be on Ambassador Television to talk about Bible study. And you know me, I like to be behind the scenes. Don't put, please don't put me on a camera if you can help it. But it was something new, you know, something for the young adults. So they asked, would you mind putting on a, putting it on Ambassador TV? Just so happened. I get on there to talk about Ambassador, you know, to talk about God's Chosen. I'm pretty sure I did a horrible job, by the way. Please do not go and look up that archive footage. But um, just so happened I do it. And Erica English is in the process and transition of moving out. Nobody knows this, or at least I don't, because at the time, I'm honestly just a normal person. I I don't know, stepping out on faith, trying to start up a Bible study. Right. And so um, I do the Bible study. I do the announcement. Literally, maybe one week, two weeks later, I get a, a phone call saying that Erica English is moving and they would like to consider me as being the new news anchor. And I'm thinking to myself. I'm trying to learn how to be, you know, this new person to start a Bible study. What do you mean a news anchor? Yet alone, I it it, it was it just never in my mind crossed. Um, 
never thought for one moment that that's what I would be offered. You know, the opportunity would be offered to me. I did not necessarily say when I grow up, that's what I want to be. Um, but it was literally uh, by divine design within a two week transition. And at that time, since I'm sitting here pumped up and saying, you know what, God, I'm about to, you know, do this and be all for you and start this Bible study. Why not say yes and do the news anchor for the church? I had no idea what I was saying yes to. I just didn't, you know, sometimes you're afraid to say no. Um, and I had no idea what I was saying yes to. And it unfolded to this all from starting a Bible study and just trying to let the people know, meet us, meet us for God's chosen. Um, and so that's really how I became the news anchor for Antioch Missionary Baptist Church. Okay, so so now let's let's transition into your current role. How did that come about? So you, you started out, I, I remember uh, you were uh, leading God's Chosen um, and then you were doing Ambassador TV and then it just snowballed into what you currently are. Can you can you speak to just what are some of the milestones, some of the plateaus that that happened from point A to point B? Um, snowball is correct. And I will say this time and time again that I never saw it coming. Um, there are moments where I step back and look and I'm just like, Brooklyn, what is is actually going on. And sometimes I look to my left and to my right, like, okay, well, what could possibly be next? Because again, I never really know. But um, what led me to hear a couple of milestones, I would say that life happened, Alex. Life. Um, I had just graduated from uh, Lamar University, uh, corporate communications degree. I was working at Khan's corporate office for about uh, six years. And so in my mind, I felt like I had it all together. You know, I had it all planned out you know you're working at this corporate office you have a degree job is fine with you you know you're doing great things as a recruiter there and life just happened um i found myself unhappy i didn't want to be there anymore um i just knew that there had to be a little bit more to life than that but because i never looked beyond tomorrow i really didn't know how to accept anything different and honestly i just decided to quit one day you know, I was just like, you know what, this is it. Didn't do anything. Nobody did anything wrong, but it was just not there for me anymore. Um, and so I did what many people do. I start subbing because you have to find out you have to find a, you know, a stream of income at some point. Right. And so um, I had always been qualified to be a substitute teacher. I'm a product of BISD to which I love. And so I always knew at in some way, shape or form you must stay connected to the district. And so I was qualified to be a sub and on days when I felt like it, I would go and sub, you know? And, um, you know, even that I kind of, you know, it's a little bit different. You have to be, that is of a special breed if you're gonna get into that classroom, especially if you just don't have it all together from start to finish, right? And so I start subbing as I try to, you know, figure life out. And then comes uh, Pastor Adolph. Right. And what many people may not know is that I knew of Pastor Adolph before ever going to Antioch Church or before just being Brooklyn Williams at Antioch Church. Right. I already knew him because of my grandfather, because my grandfather was a pastor. And so um, I would say little things to Pastor Adolph, like, hey, don't forget you're traveling this week and you're going to be at this, 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 this and this. That was just common for me. It was just common to say, hey, look, next week you're going to be doing this. Don't forget. 
just talking, just random conversation about a schedule because I am very systematic. If it is not on a schedule for me, it does not happen. And so typically my conversations are about scheduling always just it just ends up being like that what's on the schedule just so happen you're the news anchor what's on the schedule you see what i'm saying yeah and so that's how i end up pastor ends up saying you know brooklyn how would you um like to work at i kid you not you can quote me i looked at him i said i will never work at a church (laughs) like no you know because you know you think that at the t- you have to have it all together. You have to have life all ironed out. Um, you you have to present yourself faultless, right? No, no, no. That 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 <laughs> that means Brooklyn Williams does not qualify. And that was my response. Oh no, I'll never work for a church. And um, I continue subbing. And when I say continue, I mean like for a couple of more days, weeks. It did not. Last. <laughs> it didn't last as long as one would think. And he asked the question again. He said, Brooklyn. Look, I know that you're subbing, but you're really good at logistics. You're almost like a logistician. That's the word that he used. I'll never forget it. I had never heard of it before. And I'm like, did he make that up? You know, we all know Pastor Adolf is a walking dictionary. You know, he he can just a walking thesaurus at all. So I'm thinking, okay, whatever that means. Never thought anything about it. He said, well, just consider it. You know, um, I would have you to do what you're already doing, which is pretty much keeping up with my schedule. You don't even recognize it, but it's what you do. You talk to me about it all the time. And so um, just give it some thought. And, I, you know, I bowed out of subbing gracefully and walked in blinded, uh, <laughs> not knowing all that ministry would entail, not knowing all that I would be exposed to and what the job really would lead to. You know, I went in, you know, under A and B, and now you have to ask yourself, not what is it that you do? What is it that you don't do? And I say that very humbly, but ministry is a broad umbrella. It covers everything from A to Z. And so um, that's how I ended up, honestly, being the executive director of John R. Adolph Ministries only. At that time, I was not employed for Antioch Church, strictly just Pastor Adolph. Okay, so so let's let's talk about that transition where you were you are now doing both. So you're the executive director for JRA Ministries, and so we we've got essentially what that means. But what is your role with the church, and you know what's the difference between those two? Okay. Um, Great question. And it is a very thin line. Um, One way that I use it to explain is that Pastor John Adolph is different from John R. Adolph Ministries. Pastor Adolph is who you would see on a Sunday morning. Pastor Adolph is who you see on Saturdays for funerals. Um, Pastor Adolph is who you see at 3920 West Cardinal Drive. John R. Adolph Ministries is everything side of that. And so um, the traveling, um, him writing books, him doing conferences, uh, anything that pertain to outside of the the church itself is the ministry of pastor. So because I took on a liking for the ministry and, you know, black and white systematic uh, and, you know, pastor, he's a go getter. He's going all over the place. He's this, this and this. Um, He found it necessary to say, well, Brooklyn 
could you consider doing something like this at the church? And the truth of the matter is because it's such a thin line, Alex, it was almost a given because you cannot make sure that all I's are dotted and T's are crossed for John R. Adolph Ministries and not come across Pastor John Adolph, right? So I found myself doing things at the church too, because hold up, if this isn't correct at the church, it's affecting the ministry for which I work for. Does that make sense? So I started doing little things at 3920 only to ensure that the ministry was working well for me. That thing, you know, that my job was smooth and my job was aesthetic. So it was a very in line, but it allowed that balance. And so that's how I began getting into the lane of working at the church as well. And I guess that's that's uh, interesting to be able to be blessed to have that level of autonomy. Like that's not common to be able to, you know, you, you understand that the individual that you work for has two separate entities that he's essentially at the front of. And so you understand that if one ain't doing right, the other one is suffering. And, and to be able to impact that, it's I think is is pretty cool. It's a it's a it's it's a it's a perk, I, I would say, <laughs> I would yeah. I would think. Um, and so, so, okay. So that's, that's awesome now. Okay. So we've gotten, uh, we've gotten through what you do with for, uh, JRA ministries. We've gotten through what you do for the church now. Now let's talk about Brooklyn. Uh, let's talk about, uh, who is she? What, you know, beyond the two, the two titles that you hold, which I think take up a lot of your time. Who are you? Um, you know, Alex, that's a great question. And I don't know if we're doing the more professional route or if we're just doing the route where clock out, you know, like you said, it. there are days when we're working, you know, 32 hours and it's because you have you working for Antioch and then you have to clock out and then, work, you know, clock out and work for the John R. Adolph Ministries. And so you really have to ask yourself, Brooklyn, when you're off, what is it that you're doing? And honestly, Alex, what I'm doing is probably eating pizza, watching Netflix, just happy to be normal. You know, when I say I live for moments like that, um, if I'm traveling and things like that, Alex, I don't want to go sightseeing anything. I don't want to meet anybody. What is the reason why I am there? Let me do what I'm supposed to do. But if I have room service, uh, Netflix, and just nothing that's that's where i want to be because it's a it's it draws me back to my center and then it allows me to you know kind of reflect refuel reset and allow myself to become a new so that i can be the best that i can be for both of those jobs um and that's not to say that i don't have a a professional lane and a professional walk for brooklyn because i certainly do but after coming down off of that sometimes i really just want to have fun you know, sometimes I really do just want to play basketball or go riding a bike or even just throw a football. It's the it's the weirdest things, but I just want to have fun at some points because everything else is just like you have to be serious. You have to be strict to which I, I am very serious and I am very strict, but relax that that's me. And some people would, would wouldn't even think that, but I actually like to. <laughs> you know, I do like to have fun. It's just not scheduled fun. I don't want to have fun and oh, let's go to this uh, amusement park or let's schedule a vacation. I don't I don't have to do that. Please, if you it, it's more work for me to go on a vacation than it is for me to say nobody is bothering me. You know, is it really just me? 
So um, that's along the more relaxed lane. But um, as far as Brooklyn, down a more serious walk, who is Brooklyn? Um, I'm just like any other young adult, just uh, figuring things out as I go, learning who I am as I go, uh, learning what I like and learning what I don't like, um, setting vision boards and knocking out goals as best as I can, um, literally trying to stay above water. That's Brooklyn. That really is me. I'll sit here and say, man, I need a vision board. You know, I need to bring this thing in. I need to figure out what is it that I want to do? Which which lane do I want to do it in? But um, I, I'm, I'm Brooklyn is very black and white that that's that's who Brooklyn is. And that's what Brooklyn is doing. Just trying to weed out anything that doesn't belong, anything that could knock me off, uh, knock me off track, because, as you said, it's a snowball and I never know what's coming, how it's coming and who it's coming from. So I'm spending every moment that I can focusing on Brooklyn so that Brooklyn can be the best at whatever is presented to her. I'll put it that way. I, that's what I do. So, man, that's uh, uh that was uh, very well put. And I think a lot of times people forget that we have uh, lives ourselves and we're people, too. And, you know, I, it's, it's good to hear that you enjoy just having Netflix and room service. You know, uh, sometimes you get to an age where some of this stuff isn't as exciting as it used to be when you were in your 20s or your mid to early 20s. It's uh, it's not, it's almost a drain, you know, like I used to have fun doing that. But, you know, my bed is just as is as, you know, fun and comfortable. And I enjoy I enjoy that. So no, uh, kudos to you for making that a priority when you can. You know, um, you're so busy. I know your schedule is hectic, but, you know, you make the time, you know, when you see it, you capitalize on it. So that's awesome. Uh, so what does uh your next look like i would say this i recently did an interview uh with michelle obama and she talked to me and said you have to get used to and it is okay to say no beforehand i say no but i felt bad for saying no but I had to get to a point where I could be where I could believe that it really is okay to say no. And she said, watch how people will move forward after your no. They will be okay. You know, and so that put me in a position to make time for myself. She literally said, figure out what it is that you want to do, five goals, however you want to look at it. And if those things that are asked of you don't have anything to do with those five, I'm so sorry I'm unavailable. I'm so sorry I'm not able to do it. And that's what kind of gear, you know, helped me to say, no, I'm so sorry I'm not going to be able to make it. And it's not because I'm doing something. I'm just not going to be able to make it. And it doesn't always require a backup as to why. I just can't do it, you know? And so that's where I am. And I've, I've got to be honest, Alex, I, I'm okay with that. I'm loving this. I'm loving this space. 
Well, I, I guess that, you know, I a hundred percent agree to you. Cause I feel like you, you think you can do everything. Um, you got all the time in the world, you have all the energy in the world, and then you start getting emotionally invested into these things. And it starts to wear you down more than just the physical, you know, you have the, the mental engagement into all these things and it's draining. And I, I, I applaud you for being, able, it used to be tough for me to say, no, I look back over my life and there's some things that I probably should have said no to that may or may not didn't align with what I uh, was wanting to do. But I think at the same time, though, if we didn't say yes, I don't think we would know how far we can go if we didn't. So I think there's some value to one, having a season of you say yes, but then having the maturity as you get older to know when you need to discern about certain situations and when you need to uh, kind of put up that lens and that filter uh, based on what your priorities are. Cause I can, I tell you like, once I started, like once our family start growing, we started having more children, like the, the yes time started to just dry up. Like it, it dried up very quickly. And, um, you know, we're focused on, yeah. on, we're focused on their next, our next, you know, just trying to continue to push and, and plow forward. But, um, but what is one thing that you think you want to accomplish before this decade is over? So we're in 2023, seven more years. What is one big thing that Brooklyn wants to see get done? Uh, let's see within the decade, Alex, sometimes I typically tend to look at my life in categories because there are so many different things. And so um, I would say things like, you know, in the next 10 years, Brooklyn wants to have written a book. Uh, I believe that it would happen, you know, sooner than 10 years, but certainly Brooklyn, go ahead and write the book. Um, in 10 years, I am totally invested to my students at Lamar University, the Relentless LU crew. I don't know what I want to see, but I want to see myself with them doing something in some major way in 10 years. I don't want to walk away from that because I do know that that's where I started. That young adult group, the name may have changed, but the assignment has been the same ever since. And so um, in 10 years, there has to be something dominating either on that campus of Lamar University or my impact on young adults at at different schools regardless something had I, i'm not letting up alex until something gives with that younger you know with that young adult uh, ministry in that portal but you know um being in 10 years chief administration of antioch it will be a smooth oil machine it, it 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 will be. I'm not letting go of that. It's a. I tell people all the time. It's like a Rubik's cube, and I have never solved a Rubik's cube before. But that one I will, um, in ten years. And granted, I'm my prayer, of course, and we're always praying that it happens sooner than ten years. But in ten years, those are things that I would like to be able to say it's an autopilot, and it gives me room and regency to do my next free freely. You know, I don't I don't want to go into a next phase of life, a bigger next phase of life, still trying to figure out what are the students eating on Thursday? No, 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 no. But I will be making sure that they are fed. Right. Um, worrying about the different things uh, at the church, the minor things like scheduling. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but we will be operating seven days a week, you know, 12 hours. A day. Those are the things that I want to look at. And if you notice, again, it's just categories you know, over here and then over there, over here and then over there. So 
though those are if I could just throw something out like that, um, that's where I go. But I will say this. I set goals um, that are in smaller, small, smaller terms so that I can maintain them and make sure that they are achievable and attainable. But um, in 10 years, I would say something to that extent. Uh, no, that's that's incredible. I think the job that you're doing with uh, the relentless uh, uh, ministry that you have is trajecting to be something It's already something, you know, and I guess to hear your passion about it, that you're wanting to it to be larger than what that is. And so I think you're already definitely headed in that trajectory um, in terms of uh, your impact there. And I would to have satellite locations for that to be that level of ministry will be pretty cool. You know, like you see some of these other entities, how they're satellite like that, but through the, the collegiate ranks, I think you're onto something. Um, and I might have, I hope I didn't say too much. Yeah. I really don't know nothing. I'm just talking anyway. Um, no. So, so to hear you, I don't, I just, you know, I, I listen and I make conclusions, but uh, no, I, I think that, you know, you wearing those different hats uh, very eloquently. Um, you're doing it with, uh, with that. It doesn't look like much for, friction and i think this kind of spills over into my next question it's like i've watched you it, it takes and i guess from my own personal experience it takes a certain level of patience a certain level of expectation a certain level of grind and grit to be able to do these positions at this level like you know regardless of what any external views might be on the position that you have that i have whatever it's it's work it's it's attention to detail it's focus it's it's a lot of different things and so what would you say is your leadership style that is helping you keep those things as in order as they are like you talk in terms of declaration you know you, you're saying this will be done like you you're speaking it when you most of the time when we're talking you're talking in terms of it's done already you know what i mean and so what mm -hmm. what would you speak to your leadership style is that drives that that mentality um alex i believe that it's the little things that make the big things work and one thing about me is and th this is where pastor and i are the complete opposite but it's what makes the the hand and the glove. I will question something until there are no more questions. So I'm the person that's going to come in and tell you every reason why it's not going to work. And if you can continue to tell me why it will, when there are no more questions, then it will work. But I know me. Again, I am black and white. There are no shades of gray. That will not work. And let me tell you why. This needs to connect to this. This needs to connect to this. And that has nothing to do with that over there. It's not going to work. So until you can make this connect to this, this connect to that, and this relate to that over there, then we might be on to something. And so I don't just do that for Pastor Adolph and for the church. I do that for myself and all things that I am connected to. And so I am a strong proponent on administration. I never even knew it knew that I was strict and I didn't know why, you know, not mean, but I really don't. I, it, some stuff just not up for discussion for me, Alex. And it's because when things are solid, locked and loaded, there is no discussion because that's what it is. <laughs> that's just what it is. And so um, that's my leadership style. I will question everything. You have a great idea. I'm about to tell you why it won't work. And then you have to prove to me that it will. 
because this is connected to this. And you know what, Brooklyn, you're right. But I think I found out a way. Okay, figure out a way because I don't want to have a big idea and you start working and your big idea is even of thought two months down the line. What? You know, okay. if it's solid, you're going to go after it because it's a straight shot. Yes, there will be uh, stumbling blocks. You know, yes, there will be a detour. But if the programmatics are set, just adjust. <laughs> just adjust. At the end of the day, we do know that the end goal is there. And so um, my leadership style is can be different, but it is one that that can help. I've watched it. I've watched it help myself, uh, pastor, the church, young adults that I choose to invest in, you know, to be able to tell them, hey, look, if you're about to sit this close to me, you're about to some, it's about to be some things that's going to change. That's only if you choose to sit this close. You don't have to. But if you're going to, that's not how we're about to work. That's not how we're about to operate. Because I want you to be able to have a glimpse of it or a taste of it and to see, sit back and watch it. Sit back and watch it and so um that's really what's that's my leadership style strict rather black and white but it's because i don't really we'll fail forward we will but you know i don't really like a lot of room for error so i am going to comb things out that logistician that pastor used when i first uh started working for him what are the logistics from this time to this time what from this time to that time, what? And what happens if that doesn't happen? I'm looking for all possible routes. And so um, that's my leadership style. But I guarantee you on the backhand, when it's all said and done, I typically look at people and they're smiling. You know, Brooklyn, you, like Pastor says, Brooklyn, you're you're like a pit bull on gunpowder. And that's just, <laughs> that's just what he says. But at the end of the day, it is a hand in a glove. And at the end of the day, we, there are moments where we just look and we're just like, man, did that really just happen? Did God really just do that? But it takes those 24 hour days sometimes. It takes that, let's get a snack. We don't eat, you, we don't have time to, to eat out and have these, you know, these long meals and appetizer and food and dessert and it. No, what? What? Yeah. Alex, it, it, that's not what it looks like. That's not what it looks like because it's a grind continuously, continuously. If we want the bigger picture to to really be impactful and to be uh, powerful. So that's my leadership style. And I, I can't believe it, but <laughs> it, it, it's working. And there are things that I'll, you know, I'll brush up on as I go, but pretty black and white. No, I, I think that I, I can attest to that. You know, um, I don't think I can't necessarily gather to say that we had many negative uh, interactions but i will have to say and, and i guess and i'll just be transparent with you for a moment i guess it's weird to me sometimes when we used to have to work together right you know i have i do what i do yeah. in my real life right I, you know like in my real life you know I, I got what i got going on and so then i come work under you and then it's like i know what i do in my real life and then i'm 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 being stewarded, you know, it was in it. So, so I would say I would have, I appreciated that view. Uh, I appreciated being able to, to work with you in that capacity to be able to, okay, this is a little different, but I, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's cool. And I can say that I can, I've, I've been a witness to the, 
no, we're not doing that. No, uh, and you say it nicely. Um, well, not at this time. It just doesn't make sense exactly to me that why we would do that. And it's like, well, you just kind of no, shut that good. down pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no. So, so no, I, I definitely uh, agree with that. And, I, and I think the, the the success that you guys have had is a reflection of that. Just hey, thank you so much. Uh, not at this time. Maybe mm-hmm. later. Hard no. Whatever it is, you. I think you do a good job of vetting it. So, uh, kudos to you for that. Last and final thing, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, what is one bit of advice that you would give your younger self? Like now that you've experienced what you've experienced and you uh, are in the position that you're in, what would you tell yourself that you just graduated, getting ready to go to the cons corporate? What would you tell yourself differently uh, or advice that you would give yourself? Take time to really think about and analyze your future. Um, like I said in the beginning, I never thought beyond tomorrow. I never thought about that. You know, I always felt like, yeah, okay, I'm, you know, everything is fine. There's no real need. There's no real want. But take time to really just think about what you would want to do what you would want to be brooklyn if you would want to be a princess will say that you would want to be a princess and nothing is wrong nothing that you could possibly conjure up would be wrong or incorrect to i would tell my younger self that because i never did it i never took out the time to think beyond what was happening to even consider a future for myself that's not to say that i didn't believe that i had a future no it's just that i couldn't visualize myself in it and what I would be doing. Like I told you before, I told pastor, I would never work at a church. And now look at me. (laughs) I work at a church full time, overtime, a graveyard shift. But that's what I said, because I just did not know. I had no idea. And it's also okay to be you. At the time, my younger self, I wasn't sure if my younger self was the me that I was supposed to be in order to do what I could possibly want to do. So I spent more time trying to change who I was or change how I was to create something that really wasn't there, Alex. (laughs) It's who I was and who I am now. That's what got me to doing this. So spend less time trying to change you and more time trying to see you there see that you there does that make sense um do the vision board you know some people may not do it but i just started doing vision board maybe five years ago for the very because i felt like i had no vision not that i did not have a future but i just had no vision i literally couldn't see And that was the worst thing for me because you get caught up in so many people living their best life and saying, man, and when I grow up, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I never, ever uttered the words when I grow up, this is what I want to become. I've never uttered those words. And that's damaging to a child to not be able to say, when I grow up, this is what I want to be. Never again considering or assuming that I would never grow up. No, I knew that I would grow up. I'm going to be a grown woman. I am. But when I grow up, I'm going to be this. I never had. I just did not know how to do that. And so if I could tell younger Brooklyn this, you know, talk to her, I would tell her, hold up, consider what you might want to do, even if it doesn't make sense. Just say it. Just say it. Speak those things that be not as though they already were. Just say it. 
And then eventually you will start walking down the path of the things that you are speaking. So now, Alex, there's things that I look at when I check my email. This is just an inside nugget, an inside caveat. When I check my email, I always say opportunity, 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 because you never know what's in an email aside from everybody pulling you. Can you do this? Will you do this? Do you have time to do this? Blah. Somewhere in that could very well lie an opportunity. It sounds silly, but when you check your email and your phone every day and everybody wants something. Okay, I know that's what y'all want, but let me see what I want out of this. Is there a chance for me to do better? Is there a chance for this to happen? Opportunity, opportunity. And some days, yes. Some days I look and I'm just like, oh my God, pastor, I received an email to do this. And then there are other days I'm just like, oh, okay, I got these requests. I need to go ahead and adhere to these emails that's in my pending box, you know, but it's just the smallest things. That that's what I'm doing right now. It, it may sound silly to some, but when I tell you it's getting me from point A to point B and it's giving me a reason, it's my why. It really is my why to wake up tomorrow and say, what opportunity will there be today? What what positive thing will happen today? And you sometimes you have to search high and low for it, but it is there. Something good is there. So um, that's what I would leave with saying to my younger self, you know, take the time to really pay attention to it. Man, that's that's uh, that's very well put. Cause I think a lot of times we, we beat ourselves up for, you know, even if you said that statement to yourself, you know, when you grow up, you want to be this. I think some of the other side of the trauma is even if you do that, you still kind of beat yourself up for not being what you might have thought you wanted to be so right. i mean i i see both sides of it but I, I definitely can appreciate your your honesty here your transparency um i i this has uh been i think there's you've said a lot of things that can definitely help someone uh see see through to the next uh, to their next get to the to the to the other end of the road um and to the next journey because i think just hearing your story from graduating going to cons uh taking on ambassador tv to now transition into uh to, you know running both of these entities and i know we hadn't talked about everything i i for fact i know we haven't talked about everything and so <laughs> and so you know I, I i encourage you to go ahead and write the book um you know, let's not let any more time uh pass you know i think in 10 years you probably at least have two of them under your belt uh that's plenty of time i think once you get the first <laughs> one out of the way the second one will be kind of easy um you know and so I, I think you're i definitely think you're on to something uh i watch what you do uh every every day with uh john R. adolf ministries and you can definitely tell that our church is uh with the future and i think you have a lot to do with that um i think you play a role um i, I I've, I've always thought that Pastor Adolf has been cutting edge, even though he is getting older now, but he still stays fresh. He still stays uh, current. Um, and I think you kind of help definitely guide and, and mold that. So, man, kudos to you and what you're doing. Um, you know, I want to give you your flowers while you can still, you know, smell them. And uh, I think I think that you're doing an incredible job in what you're doing, what you've told us. And then you're doing a great job for the things that you have not told us as well. Uh, so, man, I really appreciate 
uh, you guys, you guys out there. Um, I hope you guys uh, had a chance to hear something. Uh, you guys got the chance to hear Brooklyn's heart and her mindset around leadership and her mindset around uh, just operating in a capacity that is very high level. Um, you know, handling the, you know, the importance of administration and logistics. Uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there with a lot of great ideas, but if you don't have that administration, if you don't have the logistics, then it could all fall by the wayside. You can start out fast, but can you sustain what you're doing? And everything that Brooklyn is talking about is that sustainability. Uh, I think she is the foundation to what is sustaining a lot of the things in terms of, man, you know, you guys are on the plane. There might be some weeks where you guys might be on the plane three or four times out of the week, keeping up with this, the landing times. And I think it could be, and that's, and that might sound elementary, but there's a lot that goes into when uh, just making sure you get from point A to point B to, to point D and F and all the way around the board. So man, kudos to you. Um, I, I really hope somebody got something out of there, uh, out of this, uh, this, this show today. And until next time, TPE family. What's going Peace. on, everyone? I am Brooklyn Williams, and I'm really just here to remind you to make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to this channel so that you can continue to pivot into your next. Yes.